0: You're listening to the Non Tech Founders Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Non Tech Founders Podcast, fortnightly conversations about running a business as a non technical founder. I'm Laura. And I'm Nathan join us as we navigate the developer dominated world of entrepreneurship, bootstrapping and beyond. In today's episode, we're going to talk about running a business from home with kids. So how to balance work life with home life when they're both in the same physical space. So we both have kids, right? They're different ages, though. Yep. So what, what do Very you have ages?
0: <laughs> my daughter's 13.
1: 13. 13 yep. 13, yeah. And my daughter's two. So your daughter's a whole decade and a bit over,
0: on the complete um, other end of the spectrum. Yeah, for everything, yeah. behavior, for movements, for
1: <laughs> yeah. So you've experienced pretty much all ages because she's like teenager now pretty much i mean not quite fully yeah. independent teenager teenager but you've experienced infant toddler stage young school age child and now tween and yeah, yeah. early into the teens whereas i don't have as much experience because i've only dealt with infant and then i am smack bang in the middle of toddlerhood so um, I'm excited to hear about what's coming up for me. What challenges I hope there are none, but considering well, this I, is what we're talking about today, I'm thinking there are.
0: You, she's, she's in the nursery though, right? You've got her in the nursery for a certain number of hours, right?
1: Yeah. So she's in nursery from, we drop her off at eight and then we pick her up at three.
0: So that gives you pretty much the whole, the whole morning and, uh, to, to focus on, on your work. Right. And is it close by? Cause that's a big thing as well. Is the nursery close by?
1: Yeah. So it's a 20 minute walk. It doesn't sound long, but when you're doing it four times a day, I mean, it's great because I Mm -hmm. get 10,000 steps a day easily just from the nursery run (laughs) twice a day. Um, But it does like, it sounds like I've got a really long time to work. If I was starting bang on eight and finishing bang on three, it would be, but you know, you've got to factor in getting home. And, you know, I always do like a few little chores when I get home and get set up and then as the day kind of comes to a close, you know, I basically feel like I have lunch and then I've got maybe like an hour till I have to start getting ready to go again. So it feels yeah. like I only actually work. I only actually have the mornings for deep work, really, up until lunchtime, um, even though it sounds like eight or three sounds great, but... It's not really 8 But it's not, three. is
0: it? It's a lot shorter than it sounds because by the time you get home, by the time you settle in, like you say, you finish at lunch anyway because you can't do anything after that. Then you have to go out. So it's actually a really short space of time. I The, the thing I find is that because my daughter, her school is miles away. It's 30 kilometers away. So that's a lot of driving. It's it's about two and a half drive, hours of driving a day. So that takes wow. a really big chunk out of my work day. So I think obviously that plays plays a big part but also, you know, there's the, uh, the after school things. I mean, obviously you are not at that stage yet. So Leo plays volleyball and she, before that, she was doing gymnastics and she trains with gymnastics. She trained five days a week with volleyball. She trains four days a week and matches on the weekend. So even the afternoon space is taken up by, well, what do you do? Do you take your laptop to the, (laughs) to the volleyball, you know, where they train and try and get some work done, which I do. Or do you, you know, try and just call it quits and, it's there there are loads of little slots throughout the day where i could put work in but it obviously as you can imagine it becomes more and more difficult to because you have to okay well now i'm going to stop working on this now i'm going to drive for an hour then i'm going to sit down and start working on this because you know i have several clients so it's what i find problematic for me is that having to switch context and also slotting that time in during the day
1: yeah and when you're at these events as well it's not like there's nothing going on in the background you know it's not like you can really f- Put your headphones on and focus i imagine i imagine you very know, noisy things are going on and yeah you might look up and you want to see what your daughter's doing you know i mean she's yeah, yeah. your daughter so presumably it's a bit distracting um because you want to see how she's getting on but yeah so what do you do then do you have how do you manage all of those things you said you do take your laptop and try to fit in work whenever you can how's yeah, that going for you
0: yeah when what's uh, so when she has volleyball when she goes and trains I typically now don't stay where she's training because it's impossible to work. So I'll I'll go and find a coffee shop or something, and go and sit down there and work where it's actually quiet and I can just focus on it. Uh, Because a couple of things there, it's it's way too noisy inside where they train, and also like you said, you know, there's there's so much going on. There's kids moving around everywhere, and you know, you're constantly distracted. So I found that what i did try in the beginning i've I've had to go and find a sort of in air quotes dedicated space which is you know a cafe or or whatever to try and get it done but again it's it's a very small amount of time you you know it could be a couple of hours but it's a couple of hours like i said again with moving on either side of it so you have to try and be very focused or have to be trying very focused in the in that time that i have there and usually i will go with A task or part of a project in mind so like okay i have to work on this now while i'm here or i have to get this done while i'm here because otherwise it's the same as every other time you sit down in front of a computer you just end up bouncing from one thing to another so i'm sure much like you and much like anybody who's working at home with kids the whole focus thing is is the um, the hardest part, but also I think the biggest, you know, it plays the biggest part in being able to get stuff done. And there are days that I do okay with that. And there are days that I do really struggle with it. And Mondays, we record on Mondays. Mondays is typically the most stressful day for me because, you know, it's the first day of the week. I typically don't check my work email over the weekend. So things arrive over the weekend and getting everything set up for the week. So yeah, Monday is always a bit more, a bit more hairy.
1: So do you notice, is there anything that you do on the days where it seems to go well versus the days that it doesn't that you could pinpoint as to why that happens?
0: Besides things that are out of my control, you know, things coming in or things with kids, particularly, you know, like you know, if, if she's ill or, you know, all of that stuff, putting all of that aside, it's typically when I am just able to completely focus on something you know it is an issue for me anyway being able to focus 100 percent on a task at hand so the days that go really well typically are just the days where i can sit down and say okay well this is what i need to get done this morning and work through these tasks and and, and get it done in the time allotted i do actually record all the time i spend working and even on sort of personal projects as well because i i, I want to know i want to have an idea of obviously what I'm getting done during the day. But even then, because as I mentioned, you know, I've spent a lot of time driving, go pick up the daughter, even then when I look back over the day and I know I worked all day, you know, I get up at six o'clock and I I plug myself in early. Even then sometimes when you look at the actual physical recorded hours as opposed to the time sat in front of the computer, it's really, it's really quite distressing. Because <laughs> I think, shit, no, I I've I've done a lot of work today. So where where is all that time gone? And I don't know if that's just something that Maybe people who don't time themselves or who work in an office maybe don't feel or see because maybe it's just part and parcel of working like that. You know, you just typically don't spend all day working, even if you are sat in front of the screen.
1: I stopped tracking my time for that very reason. So I got really big into tracking Mm. my time this year and I tracked everything and I found, wow, I really overestimated how long I actually spent working. And I don't regret tracking my time because actually I think that's a really useful thing to do is to track your time so meticulously and really fully comprehend how much time when you have a day that apparently starts eight and finishes at three, how much you can realistically get done in in that day. That knowledge helps me to then plan my week better. So I know I'm I'm pretty good now. I know what I can complete in a day and I can look at my calendar and see what's going on and see where I can slot different things in. So, you know, I have big tasks, little tasks, and then I look at my calendar and say, oh, you know, this day is kind of full of appointments. So I know I'm going to need like light work for these days. So I'm going to do these tasks in here. And I kind of know what I can get done, and I don't think I'd know that if I hadn't done the time tracking. But I had to stop doing the time tracking because it was really depressing. Like it was just so
0: <laughs> frustrating. That's exactly what I find.
1: Yeah, but it's, is, it's I, good I, to I can't know. stop
0: doing it. I can't stop doing it because I need to do it with client work. But I yeah. have to say now that I've stopped tracking the personal stuff, like the personal project, because I think it's like you said, it just seems a bit pointless now. But like, yeah. okay, so so your day goes from 8 till 3. Like if we pull out, you know, obviously you have lunch, so that means your day ends at 2. And then, I mean, do you actually get home by 8 in the morning, like to start or?
1: No, I tend to start, I tend to get home about like 8.20 and then I'd say I start work anytime between... Eight forty and nine to be honest because I do things like when I get home I'll do a few chores I'll empty the dishwasher I'll like I like to clean up a little bit but that's okay because I choose to do that you know I, I like working mm-hmm. in like a tidy space and all that kind of stuff so I know that I'm not going to start till nine and <laughs> I eat lunch really early so I eat lunch at about like 11 30 um oh, so no, I actually okay. just had my lunch before this podcast um <laughs> after lunch I do like a well, after lunch, I'll, it's kind of hit or miss. I'll do maybe like lighter work, but I only have a very like nine, nine, 10, 11, I have like two and a half hours really of deep work a day. That's crazy. And even that it's not two and a half hours of fully deep work. So the amount yeah, yeah. I can get done is so small and that's really depressing at first.
0: I wonder if anybody listening is actually surprised by that. I mean, people who work from home with kids and have to, you know, they got obviously a lot of going on because you work you've got your kids maybe you've got several projects because i think until you do start timing yourself you might think that you're actually being you know really <laughs> a lot more productive than you are but it, it doesn't yeah. surprise me to hear you say that you actually have two and a half hours a day of, of deep work
1: it's one of those things and i think a lot of people don't realize how little time they have i say i work with a lot of service providers but because client portal target service providers, I talk to them a lot, you know, people who are providing services for clients. And because I did it for about 10 years or so, I know a lot about that as well. And I think when you fully internalize how little time you get when you run your own business to do deep work, you see why hourly rates are so high, but because they're not high. They, they are exactly what they need to be in order for you to make a living providing a service without burning out and doing all the admin, all the working on your business instead of in your business. You know, if, if you don't charge a decent rate, you're going to be doing that in your spare time. You're going to be doing that evenings and weekends, which is what so many service providers find themselves doing. So I think it's really important to, to really understand really time track and understand how much you can get done in a day. And this is with kids or without, I just found with kids, my time just got squeezed even more because I, I can't work evenings. I mean, sometimes in a pinch I will, but I do not like working evenings at all. I don't want to do it. I can't work weekends because I have a toddler and she doesn't understand if I say, Hey, I'm going to go work for a couple of hours, because I've got a deadline or something, you know, she's not going to go, okay, mom, have fun or something. You know, that's what I'm kind of hoping when, you know, when she's 13, at least I can have that conversation with her. You know, if on a weekend, I do need to just catch up on a little bit, I can sort of say, this is what's happening this weekend. And she can understand that at this point in time, it's not possible. So I'm just kind of focused on understanding the limited time that i have knowing that hopefully it's not forever i would like to work a little bit more than i do but i don't want to work you know a crazy amount i my i don't want to work too much no no <laughs> yeah like i run a, this business because i want a lifestyle business i don't want like a yeah. giant like thing
0: what you were saying about you know that she wouldn't understand at the moment obviously you know which two what two year all would no, no i need to go and do some work i think one of the one of the sort of positive things for us obviously is for those who do work at home with kids is that as they grow up and sort of become used to the situation oh look like mum or dad does work at home you know it is a bit different from you know the other kids who parents who are working from an office they can accommodate you know as well as you Obviously, have had to make accommodations as well, and, and knowing that, and I know this is hard sometimes for some kids to manage. Like, no, no, like the, the door is closed. So you know, mobile dad has got a meeting or whatever. You know, and we've all seen the videos with the kids jumping into the background on the Zoom call or whatever. I think they if they grow up with that it does become a bit easier as well. Like, you know, for years I've been saying to my daughter Leo, like, I've got a meeting now for the next half an hour, okay? So, you know, don't come crashing in, basically. It doesn't mean to say that she hasn't ever done it, which of course she has, because you know, things that are important to kids are not the same things that are important to adults. And the fact that, you know, her computer might not switch on for whatever reason is important for enough for her to come in and interrupt a meeting. But I think as well, it all depends how we deal with those things. It's easy to get across But I think it's, it's always cool as well when, uh, I love it when you see those videos every now and again, or even if you're on a call with a client and even their kids come in, I love seeing, I love seeing it when they deal with it, like really well, like, you know, like, Oh, I'm just on a call or whatever, blah, 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 instead of, cause it's it's very easy to get annoyed. I've not been there. I really have, especially when it's like the second or third time.
1: Yeah, oh, I can imagine that especially when they're older as well. Like I wouldn't get I wouldn't get annoyed if my toddler came running in. I'd probably be more annoyed at my husband you were meant to keep her away. <laughs> but um I can imagine when they're older and they do understand and you just kind of think, "Oh, I asked for 30 minutes, you know, like that's all." But then, you know, like you said, what's really important to them, what's absolutely critical emergency to them.
0: Of course. It's not really
1: what you would consider an emergency, but to them it actually is. So, um yeah, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. But I am looking forward to when she gets a bit older and I can understand. But one thing actually I worry about is, and I don't know if you have thoughts on this, um is because we work from home and I think both of us want to be more in the whole lifestyle business anyway, um where we don't work too we don't work crazy hours. We don't work like 40 hours a week. We just work, you know. Now and again, and a nice income. (laughs) (laughs) But like, do you worry about your daughter seeing that as normal and just thinking that like, oh, when I grow up, I can just like take off whenever I want. I don't have to go to school. My dad just takes off. You know, he'll take an afternoon off to go and go get ice cream with me or something. Do you ever worry about setting... Because obviously... I would love my daughter to do something like I do and have this great lifestyle business. But I don't want to give her the impression that it's like easy to get there and that this is just how it's going to be. You just kind of sell through life and then you're just going to have this great lifestyle business. Um, And so I kind of worry about giving her like not very realistic view of what working hard means because I did most of the working hard before she was even born. Do you think Mm. about that at all?
0: I can understand why that's more of a concern for you because there's both of her parents live in that world and for me so my daughter's mother is books in the in government so it couldn't be, it's two completely different worlds. And so right now, obviously she's 13, I'm sure this is gonna change another 10 times before she decides she wants to be a neuro a neurosurgeon. From very young, even in school, she was always starting her own little businesses in school. She was always coming home and saying, yeah, I've started this new thing and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And she would regularly do that. And that was always really cool to see that. And to her, she was starting up things and then wanting to sell things she was making online and and all this stuff. So I I did like that. But I think as well, at the same time, she, because of the way school is still set up to churn students out, I think it's still very much for her, the mentality of, you know, I I need to, I need to study, I need to get my grades. I need to go through this formal education. And obviously because she wants to be, she's interested in medicine. So she knows, okay, so university and then X number of years. So I think while Certain aspects of what I do has rubbed off on her with you know all those starting all those little businesses I think for her it's just the i think she sees it as more secure actually sort of moving forward with a more traditional thing i think I think she sees what I do as not so uh not so stable you know because her like i like I said her mum's got a really good job, she earns really good money blah 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 so yeah, I think she sees the two different worlds, and I think right now she's on the side of the full time job. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's interesting though. Cause she does, she's got like a nice well-rounded and she can see the pros and cons of each because you know, the, what we do, it's not, it's not all pros. There are some downsides to what we do. You know, it's a little bit more, you don't, you don't really know what the week's going to throw at you. You have to be a bit more flexible, able to like roll with the punches and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of nice that she gets to see that both. And I think it's, I think it's reassuring. Cause even though, like you said, both of myself and my husband do you know, similar things. I keep forgetting that she is going to get older and I'm going to be able to tell her that not everyone does what we do and this is how it works for most people and we can talk about it and that kind of thing. So that's interesting and reassuring. So thank you. So we've basically established that people in general don't have as much time to work as they think. People with kids have like no time because school hours and nursery hours are short and there's always things that crop up illness. My daughter was ill last week. I had to take four days off last week. Um, I got to work one day last week and it, you know, changed everything. So things happen with kids. So do you have anything, what do you do? How do you prioritize and how do you fit everything into that very limited time or are you managing to prioritize and fit everything in do you have any like tips or struggles there
0: the days that i do manage to do it well and i can feel good about myself are the days where i do sit down really early so so i get up at six every day regardless regardless of the day of the week and my my schedule sort of comes and goes like sometimes i'll start off by reading a book in the morning as soon as i get up with a coffee because it helps me sort of relax and ease into the day and other days i'll just have the coffee and then just come straight to the computer and typically while for a mental sort of health thing i don't typically like to sit down straight away in front of the computer it's typically the days as well that are the most successful for me so if i can also have a plan for that morning from the previous day which is why monday is always a terrible day because it's hard for me to plan for monday because things haven't all sort of come together yet so if i already know from the night before okay so tomorrow morning i've got to get up early and i know that i'm going to have a couple of hours before leo gets up then by the time i get from back from school i'll have a couple more hours like you say of deep work there if i can get that what is really essential done in that time frame then i know that the day is going to be pretty good i know then like you said that when i go and pick her up from school then and then take it to volley i can then i can focus on the things that maybe where i don't have to be so creative or you know maybe they're just administrative things like right now today i have to do my taxes for the, for the trimester so i think as long as i can have that that very focused uh time space in the morning if i can get if i can get four hours focused like really focused during the morning then i i know that I'm. Uh, It's going to be a good day. And I think typically the days that that doesn't happen is when it's not such a good day because I've got several clients going at the same time always. If I can't manage to do that, then I do feel bad and I do feel stressed because I know there's context switching. I know that I have to fit it in between going to school, coming back, having lunch, going to volleyball, etc. So I think knowing what I have the next day is important, being able to sit down early and get that time in before Leo even wakes up. For some reason, for me, there's something very therapeutic about working in the dark before the sun comes up. I can't do it in the evening, as you said. I, I don't want to. Like the evening here, for example, in Spain, we have dinner. We have dinner really early because we're foreigners. So we have dinner at 8 o'clock. But like Spanish families, you know, sort of nine, ten o'clock. There's no way I'm working after that I, as much as I would like to. I, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not in a good place to work. So that working while it's still dark out in the morning is very productive for me. And um, I find that's when I can be most productive. Yeah, and I think that would be my sort of go to tactic if I can call it a tactic. But if it doesn't yeah. if that doesn't happen, then things can fall apart. I can be very unorganized and I can't get quite stressed about having to jump around, you know.
1: I love that you what say you, eating dinner I, mean, at, I was gonna say yeah. that you say eating dinner at eight o'clock is early.
0: It's it's early people we who, at, Spanish people
1: Oh, I know. Spanish people I, laugh I've,
0: at us. They laugh at us.
1: Yeah. Well <laughs> I went when I went, people were eating dinner at like eleven o'clock at night. I was yeah, like yeah. wow this is crazy like you the love restaurants the don't like, open restaurants till 8pm yeah they don't the it's, kitchens it's don't open till 8pm wow you know? I mean <laughs> we eat dinner sometimes actually more often than not at the minute at 4pm <laughs> because <laughs> and this is just because my daughter hasn't She stopped napping at nursery so she needs to go to bed at 6 and we right. like to eat together because we want her to eat the same things as us and do what you know family meal and all that Very good. but in Very order good. there to be enough time we eat at 4 p.m which is but like... then surely
0: that means you eat again right later before you go to bed or not? no we actually or don't do...
1: I do okay. I do have like I do have a bit of chocolate before bed I'm not gonna lie I probably have my daily chocolate allowance <laughs> but it's not a huge amount and actually no I don't really get that hungry late into the evening um you know brush my teeth and then I'm kind of just ready to go to bed at like seven or eight <laughs> So yeah, no, it's crazy, but yeah, 8 PM is so late for me. Wow. Anyway, so um, yeah, that's interesting. I think, I think the Monday
0: thing is, I mean, I've said this to you before.
1: then you're just like, Monday is the day where I see what the weekend's thrown at me and then I piece it all together and I plan it out for the week and then see what's going on. Uh, you know, see what I need to do from there. Um, it's obviously different when you've got client work because clients, um, you know, they can you don't know necessarily when they're gonna get back to you and all that kind of stuff.
0: They know that I only work four days anyway on client work. So it's Monday to Thursday. It might, it might actually make more sense to make it Monday, uh, sorry, Tuesday to Friday.
1: I mean, I would even, if I were you, to be honest, I would do Tuesday to Thursday. So you've got a day to work on your own stuff and just see will if you can... have
0: that? I don't know. <laughs> I feel a bit cheeky. I mean,
1: cheeky. I don't know if it is because I think they'd understand. I mean, well, that's that's like a separate conversation anyway, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk about yeah, that Figuring day. out the schedule. Yeah, we can definitely talk about, yeah, balancing. Because I think we've talked about it before, but I think we can talk about it again. Earning income while you're trying to build a product in another business it's so so hard probably one of the hardest things to do to be honest so we can definitely talk about that again in terms of what i found that's useful about running a business from home with kids is like i said tracking tracking my time was really helpful stopping tracking my time was really helpful because it was (laughs) depressing and then prioritizing so i um I've now, I think I've mentioned this a few times in the podcast before, so I'm sorry if I just constantly repeat myself, but it's because it's working really well. I basically um, work in sprints now. So I do six week sprints um, and I focus on one thing because the problem that I had is with two and a half hours a day, realistically, what can I achieve with that? Like with the amount of things you should see the things on my list that I want to do for client portal it's just crazy. And the things that I should be doing, that people, when I talk to them, they say, Are you doing this? Why not? You should be. You'd be really good. And I say, when? So many things I could be doing. So I, I wrote everything down, like everything I need to do. So it's things like going all in on LinkedIn or something, because I feel like a lot of my audience is there. Or um doing these workshops that I'm doing, or going all in on ads, or figuring that out. Do I add advertising, like paid ads into my strategy. I listed out everything I need to be doing. And then I kind of prioritize them. Okay, which is gonna have the biggest effect to the least biggest effect? Which do I wanna do the most? Which do I wanna do the least? And I've blocked them out into six week sprints where the only thing I'm doing, so for example, my current sprint is the workshops that I've been talking about where I'm doing lots of webinars and workshops to my audience. This is gonna be an ongoing thing, but I'm spending the six weeks planning and setting up all of them. So it's more on autopilot. All the emails get written, all the slides get done. So when it comes time to actually do one, it's kind of minimal effort. Um, My next one is getting into ConvertKit and getting all this automation sorted. So that's the next six weeks. And in those two and a half hours, I think, okay, so what can I do each day and then each week? To make it so I can complete everything. And I have a very, very small, incredibly manageable thing that I need to do, knowing that things are going to get completely, they're going to get knocked out and I'm not going to be able to do them. Like for example, last week I didn't get to work, so I've moved everything to this week, but that's fine because the amount I had to do was small anyway. And that's been really helpful because then when things come in, things pop in that I really want to do, I say, is this anything to do with my current sprint? Nope. Okay. I write it down on my next sprint list and I can either create another one in the future or just completely ignore it. Cause I kind of get tempted by the whole like shiny object syndrome quite a lot, but you can't do that when you don't have time, you can't get swayed. You have to stay incredibly focused on the one thing. That must be
0: really tough. That must be really tough. Cause I can imagine you could quite easily, and I'm sure you probably have plan out the entire year. If you're working yeah. six-year sprints, right? Six. I mean, weeks maybe sprints. not necessarily. Yeah, six weeks. What did I say? Six months. Yeah, <laughs> six uh, years. Right. Sprints. No, 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 no. But I, yeah, all right, okay, sorry. I I could see that being very easy if you were as strict as you are, which I'm sure you are, just to end up having this huge list of you know projects and end up basically seeing twelve months into the future.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of do like when I've. But you should see this piece of paper. It's random piece of paper with the crappiest handwriting and i've just listed them like one two three whichever i think order it's going to be and i haven't gone into any more depth than that the only thing i care about is my current sprint and having an idea of my next sprint that's the only Uh, thing i care about because everything changes and even actually this sprint was meant to be a different one but it changed and it's things have reordered something crops up and i'll say oh that's better to do first so i'm gonna i like i don't worry too much about planning into the future because i don't know I don't want to spend loads of time planning something that doesn't end up happening because that's just a waste of time. But yeah, it's been it's been so good. It's been so empowering to just be able to say, instead of feeling stressed about all these things I should be doing, when am I going to find the time? I'm not making any progress. It's, okay, I've accepted. Progress is going to be slow. But I'm going to be just, I'm going to do one thing and I'm going to do it really well. And I don't have to worry about anything else. So it can just go away. Anytime someone comes to me and says, you should be doing this. I say, great idea. And then I put it out, I write it down and put it out of my mind and it's really good. And then the other thing I want to mention on the sprint thing is that I also now, I haven't done it yet. I haven't done the first one yet, but I'm now taking like a weekly sabbatical after every six week sprint. Um, So I'm taking a whole week off and I'm not working, I'll do, you know, things around the house, I'll do things in the garden, or I'll just, you know, sit and watch Netflix all day, whatever I want to do, it doesn't really matter. I
0: like the sound of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm going to actually do it like it's in my calendar, everything's blocked off, no one can book a meeting with me or anything. And that motivates me too, because, you know, six weeks doesn't sound like a long time, but it is to be working super hard doing everything that I'm doing, you know, balancing all the stuff about having a toddler and you know having running a business and doing accounting and all the crap that keeps cropping up knowing that actually in two weeks time I'm going to have a whole week I'm not going anywhere because holidays are no longer fun or vacations are no longer fun (laughs) because there are a lot of work and organization I'm just going to stay home my daughter's still going to go to nursery but I'm going to be at home and that's really nice and I think it's really important to have that in and I think um yeah, that's been the number one thing that has really, really helped me is to just focus, prioritize, get rid of anything else. And the thing I keep saying to myself over and over again is no one is going to prioritize me other than me. Like people in my inbox who want my attention, like they're not going to just think, oh, she's really busy. Look, she's got a, she's got a two-year-old. I'm going to give her some space. Like they're not going to do that. The only person <laughs> who can do that is me. So I have to... Be really ruthless and just get rid of stuff, and it's been really, really good. So, yeah, that's my advice if anyone's in the same situation.
0: No, that sounds great. I particularly like the idea of that uh, that week week's holiday. You know, at home, what doing doing whatever after the six week sprints. That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. Not something that I have as a possibility with client work, but um, you know, hopefully, again for the future. If, you know, if the if the business gets off the ground again, that that definitely appeals. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be sooner rather than later. You know, as the business, as your business grows, presumably you will be able to get rid of one or two clients. And with that, don't say that. (laughs) Not get rid of them. Uh, You will, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean. One or two clients will go elsewhere and that will be fine. What you'll do is your business will grow and then you'll set different expectations with your clients to say, this is how I'm working now. And every so often, every blah-de-blah, I'm going to take a week off. This is how it's going to affect working with me. And you can figure that out, Mm -hmm. how it works, the logistics and all that kind of stuff. And I'm only working these hours and this is how it works um and then a few will stay and a few will leave and that will be really really good so hopefully it can be sooner rather than later because i do think i know the position you're in and it's difficult it's easy for me to say like it's harder for you to do but hopefully but it does do start it
0: yeah it does soon. start to change once you know if you do get a business uh, you know, whatever that is outside of plain consulting it is as soon as that starts to pick up to any degree it's a lot easier than to, to relax more on the client side like you said it's it's easier then to start living that lifestyle air quotes uh business just by cutting certain things down and it's being less responsive to things that you don't want to respond to anymore so just got to get to that yeah. point again i guess
1: yeah you'll get there
0: Sure. yeah, yeah i hope so <laughs> all
1: right so i think we're uh, about at the 30 minute mark so i think good place to leave it what do you think
0: yeah i think so yeah i think so yeah
1: perfect well If you've enjoyed this episode and you want to hear when new episodes are released, you can subscribe to the non-tech founders in your podcast app of choice. Um, And if you really enjoyed this episode, please do leave us a review. Um, It's really, really helpful, especially to podcasts like ours that are, you know, just starting out. Um, And it's just great to hear what you think of it.
0: I was just going to say as well, if you have any like super tactics as well for working from home with kids, drop us a uh, a tweet as well and let us know how you get those, those hours in during the day because I'd be all ears.
1: Yeah, same. Definitely. Um, cool. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you in the next episode.
0: Bye bye.